This empty chair represents the addict who died today, not knowing recovery was possible. Hi, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of The Empty Chair. Um, it's just such an honor and privilege to be here with these two gentlemen. Um, they have powerful stories, and, uh, and I look forward to hearing all about it. Um, tonight, we're dedicating the show to Mark Bouchard. Mark Bouchard, um, he'd be 31 years soon. Yeah, he'll be 31 years old, April 22nd. Yeah. Uh, he passed away almost four years ago due mm -hmm. to this, you okay. know, due to drugs and alcohol. So, yeah. Well, tonight's show is dedicated to him because the empty chair is for the addict that didn't make it. So if Mark's family is out there listening to us tonight, our, um, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with you. And may tonight offer you guys, uh, may you offer some people hope that there is another way of life because you two have significantly turned your life around. So, so great to have you both here. Um, you, just yeah. a few things. I just want to, um, throughout the show, you'll see all our sponsors. And I just want to say thank you to all of them. They make it possible. These are the men and women um, that own organizations that they give us money and for their advertisement. We put it into a fund. So if someone needs sober living, we're able to write a check. So it's just a, it's a win-win. And most of them are in the Merrimack Valley. So we're just really grateful for um, having sponsors that um, believe in us. And actually, I'll be hitting you guys up for sponsorship coming next uh, next round around. Sounds good. Absolutely. Sounds good. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to talk about some events. On this coming Monday night, we have the resource night. It will be on Zoom. You can see the information on the Merrimack Valley Prevention and Substance Abuse Project. We have Joey Simonelli coming in to talk about Elevate Recovery out of Bill Ricca, Mass. And following that, we have the Circle of Hope with Phil and Fran Leahy. They run a, a meeting every Monday night for families of loved ones struggling with addiction. And you can reach Phil at 978-886-2949. On Tuesday nights, we have Celebrate Recovery at the Rock Church. Um, I know you might be a little bit familiar with that. Yeah. Right? Think, yeah. Great, great place. And you can reach out to Diana at 603-489-7061. And also we have on Wednesday evenings another Celebrate Recovery at the Dream Center in Lawrence, Mass. And if you need information on that, you can reach out to me. And I always want to give a big shout out to the Phoenix Gym in Lowell. Um, they have daily classes. Um, I think you still have to sign up. You can do some on Zoom or online. Um, and if you need more information on that, you can reach out to me or Tiffany Nicole on Facebook. So... Um, today is April Fool's Day, right? Yeah. I got fooled a so, couple times. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. And um, but also April is the month of Alcohol Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. um, approximately 5,000 youth under the age of 21 die each year because of drinking. 95,000 individuals die each year, making alcohol the third leading preventable cause of death, following tobacco and poor diet. So alcohol. Um, Addiction has gone hugely increased, 30% um, alcoholism increased since COVID had started and 19% for suicide. Um, so if you're out there and you're hurting, um, please reach out to anyone at MVP ASAP. We're here. Um, we're able to get you treatment um, or talk to you or if you're a family member who has a loved one, you know, join us at the Circle of Hope as well. Um, so I'm just... Um, those are my, those are the things I need to talk about and shout out 
to get clean and hi sean from diana and jessica Cairo. thank you for all you do so hi everyone and i'm just going to get the show rolling with these two men so we're going to start with you to share your experience strength and hope i know um you didn't get here because you ate too much ice cream. I think right. you, you, you got here because you were done with the high cost of low living. So, yes. everyone, this is uh, my friend who I just met tonight, Matt. Take Hi. it away. All right. Matt. Thank you for your introduction. I'm Matt, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my story is uh, my experience, strength, and hope is... Um, so I grew up, you know, um, in a normal household, and um, you know, I I had a good childhood. I had a great childhood, and uh, my parents were together, and you know, I had everything that I needed. I didn't, you know, necessarily have everything I wanted, but I had everything that I needed, and um, you know, I didn't really feel too out of place. I always felt like I had friends, um, but I don't know, I'd always feel alone, you know? And uh, even when I was in like a crowded room with all my friends, I would still feel alone. And, um, you know, eventually I um, started drinking and doing drugs to uh, escape that feeling of loneliness and that I didn't fit in or, you know, I, I would get stuck in my own head and um, I would drink and do drugs to escape that. And, How old uh, were you at that time? Um, I started trying drugs. Um, my, uh, it was marijuana before I drank and mm -hmm. I was like 13. Yep. At like a party. Yeah, they and, say uh, marijuana is the gateway drug. You know, yeah. well, actually, it's cigarettes is the gateway drug. That's true. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember sneaking with <laughs> one of my friends in middle school, and um, we got like a couple cigarettes we stole off our parents, and we were smoking <laughs> like on train tracks. <laughs> and I remember the lightheaded feeling, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome," you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> So, um. yeah. <laughs> I love that feeling of, like, euphoria and um, feeling outside myself, you know? I felt like I was cool, you know? And, um, you know, eventually that led to, um, you know, pretty much drug use daily within a couple years. Uh, my first detox, I was 16. Uh, I was at a place called Adgare in Worcester. Yeah. And, uh... I've sent many there. Yeah. <laughs> I was sent there by my school and my parents, and, um... At the age of 16? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was sent there, and, um, I, like, you know, didn't identify. I compared myself to everyone, yeah. and, uh... I eventually ended up leaving there on probation, um, and I can I always, you know, I would hear the message because a part of my story I didn't just share is that I also grew up in AA. 
It's okay. <laughs> Like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I grew up in a 12-step program. <laughs> and uh, Because why? Because uh, my family member, my yeah. father was a ac alcoholic and yeah. addict and other family members, okay. my uncles and aunts. and. So you kind of been, uh, you were introduced to it at a young age. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I literally grew up in AA. Okay. Um, yeah. Said it I again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. That's <laughs> alright, Matt. Oh, man. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, oh, man. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. So, yeah, I, I, you know, knew it was helping people. I knew the programs were around. Um, but I always wanted to do them my way and yep. figure out, you know, my own way that worked for me. And yep. uh, eventually, you know, I stopped going completely. I'd go to get people off my back. And, um, you know, if my family was mad at me, I would, um, I'd go to, like, uh, ease the pain of, or anger of them and um I'd go to get the girl off my back or mm -hmm. if I was gonna get in trouble or you know my probation officer was mad they'd send me to a uh a 12-step program mm -hmm. <laughs> this is <gonna> be fun <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> oh so yeah they would send me to these programs and uh i always did the same thing i would um i'd compare myself to everyone else because i was young and um i wasn't like everyone else i i had lost uh, nothing, you know. Uh, I had just gotten in trouble. That's what I told myself. I was just, like, having fun. I was just having fun. That's what, like, all my friends were saying. That's what everyone else was saying. We're just having fun. Yep. Unfortunately, I can't just have fun, you know. <laughs> I have one, and, um, you know, that one is too much for me. You know, yeah. that's... Like you said, the gateway, that one is the gateway for me, yeah, you know? So, yeah. I end up losing years, you know? Yeah. I I take a drink or I do a drug and I I lose years. Yeah. And, I get um, that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I end up, uh, you know, bouncing in and out of programs, uh, jails, institutions, and, um, for the next 20 years yeah. and uh, when you were going into these ins to like detoxes and stuff like that were you going just to get people off your back were you just was there ever a time with though in the past 20 years like you really wanted it to work and then just it didn't um there was a few times um majority of it was like spin drives where i i had like lost the hustle, I couldn't get money, so I'd go to a detox, or um, I really wanted to stop because I knew I was doing damage to myself, mm -hmm. and um, I was sick of living the way I was living, yeah. 
but I would always do it my way. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't take any suggestions. I wouldn't do what other people told me or suggested to me. Yeah. And um, I would always, you know, end up back in the same spot I I started. And um, yeah, that's really. Did you get clean and sober out where you're from, or did you get clean and sober out in this area? I got uh, sober here. So okay. I moved around a lot. Geographical cures? Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, Sean can tell us a few about, about those. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get to California, but yeah. I, you know, I, made it, yeah. Yeah. I made it to Florida. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just packed up all my bags and moved to Florida. And, uh, you know, in and out of cities and towns and everything. Um, on the North Shore. And... Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, I think I came back in Merrimack Valley area around uh, 2008 or something, 2010. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I uh, continued the same thing. I had, I had like, tried, um, uh, you know, maintenance programs. Yeah. Uh, like medication assisted programs? Yes. yes. How'd that work for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it didn't really work for okay. me. Um, Did you try it with the, with the pure sincerity of, <clears throat> I'm going to use Suboxone or I'm going to use methadone? I, Oh, I saw. I didn't know if I could say those words. You can. But yes, I, I was on methadone for years it, yep. you know it was really supposed to last six months but uh. you know um <laughs> i ended up staying on methadone for a couple of years yeah. and um i first uh like six months i was um you know relapsing or i was doing it as like a preventative yep. from like going on the streets and um because that's where my addiction and alcoholism takes me yep. is like right to the street and um I, uh, yeah, I tried, tried the methadone and, um... So were you getting high on the methadone when you were on it? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, for like the first six months I was. Okay. And then, then, you know, I, I, uh... Was your family I, upset that you chose the methadone treatment? Um, honestly, they, they kind of were at first. Yeah. Be, and, um, then they were kind of happy that I wasn't... Doing you know, the other things that doing, you were doing? Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. Right. So, so um, it it, it kind of like pacified the situation. Yep. And um, so I ended up, you know, staying on methadone for a couple years. And then, um, you know, my, all, all my old behaviors were still there. I was still, you know, lying, cheating, stealing. Yep. And um, when you were on the methadone, <clears throat> were you going to meetings? I wasn't, no. Okay. No. Um, I didn't know if you were walking into meetings high on methadone, like saying I'm clean not. and sober. Okay. Right, no. Yeah. So I, um, a few times I had gone to meetings and, and did that, uh, not on methadone. I was doing Suboxone then, and I, it was okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was clean. Yeah. And, um, you know, f I, I can't say you know, bad things if, if like someone is doing it right. Correct. But for me, uh, you know, that 
for me personally, I am not clean and sober unless I am like complete abstinence, complete abstinence yeah. from all mood or mind altering substances. Nice. And um, so that vaping is going to be going next. It literally uh, is. We that. were just talking about Sigh that. in the packing lot. What's yep. up with that? Yeah. So <laughs> I started vaping. <laughs> I started vaping as a maintenance yep. to uh, quit cigarettes. Okay. And um, so me and my girlfriend were going on a vacation. Yeah. And we said, you know what? We're going to switch to vaping so we can save up for a vacation. And we did that. You know, yep. we quit smoking cigarettes. We saved all our money. Yep. And, uh, we, well, we started vaping. And, uh, saved a bunch of money. Went on a vacation. And we were supposed to quit. And, uh, or at least I was. And, you know, it just became a routine. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm, like, an alcoholic. And I like routine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, um, yeah. I've stayed vaping, and um, yeah, I keep keep wanting to quit. I keep having these like things happen that yeah. like I'm getting canker sores and yeah. like you know. Um, My uh, best friend's niece almost died. She <clears throat> from wow. vaping. Like they didn't think she was making it out of the coma, and and wow. she was a brand new mom. She had an infant at home waiting for her, and she was young. Right. Um, vaping's ridiculous. Because if you see the amount of smoke that comes out of your mouth, that's not normal for the human body to even right. inhale that. I have a picture, and it's of a man, uh, and he's blowing out the smoke from vaping, but yeah. I cover the man. So all you see is the smoke. And I would ask kids, <clears throat> where's that smoke coming from? And they're like, oh, it looks like a train. Is it a bonfire? Is it an exhaust from a car? <laughs> and I move my hand, and I said, it's coming out of a human being. Yeah. So you just got to think of the grossness the toxins that right. are going in and out of yeah. your lungs and the damage like and if you google what lungs look like from vaping and stuff right. like that like it's really real i actually one of my close friends i was just with last night um vapes too and and i just you know chew nicorette do something right. else you know yeah. um because you didn't get clean and sober to give yourself like you're causing this right I you know, know what that. i mean yeah. <clears throat> you're causing the smoke to go in your lungs and yeah. out and and right. so you have control. Yeah. You know, you have been um, saved from a disease of addiction. Yeah. And you can be saved from this, too. Yeah. It's the same program. Contingent it's the on the same God. Amen. Practice. Amen. Yeah, Absolutely. So you can do it. So in and out of 30 detoxes throughout your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jail. Jails. Yeah. Yep. Jails. Institutions. Institutions, right? Yeah. And, um... What makes you get clean? Um, what was your last tattoo? Is that a new tattoo, young man? It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, my good Lord. We'll, we'll, we'll be back to that question. <laughs> that <laughs> just caught my eye. <laughs> Another addiction. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead. I didn't mean to do that, but it just caught my eye. So, yeah. Um, like, this time around, yep. I had hit a low um, spiritually mm -hmm. and mentally yep. that... I hadn't really hit before. Yeah. Like, I, I knew in my heart I was done, yep. but I was like continuing the cycle yeah. because I didn't want to ask for help. Yeah. I literally just didn't want to ask for help. 
and uh, a bunch of things happened in my life um, at like within a six month period a lot of things happened and um, I lost you know two fr of my best friends and mm -hmm. um, to addiction yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah were they from this area um, one yeah one was and uh, well is and the other one was from Plymouth. Okay. What are their names? Uh, Marcus Roncole. Yeah. And Pat Bradley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't. Can I tell a little story? Well, of course you can. Okay. You can tell many stories. <laughs> so I wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to get sober. Yeah. I I wasn't. You know. I had gotten sectioned, and um, who sectioned you? My parents. Okay. Yeah. So, nice. Good job, parents. Yeah, that was literally the first thing you know that had happened after, um, you know, like um, I had like you know moved out. I wasn't living with them, but I lived right a couple houses away yeah. and um they would seem they were seeing me deteriorate like yeah. on a daily weekly monthly basis yeah. and um at this point like I'm isolated I have no real friends around you know I have um partners I was like you know getting high with yeah. and um you know I I did have a couple of friends you know like real friends and uh, Marcus is one of them and um, so I'm sectioned and I like knew I was done but I didn't want to ask for help and I knew he was going to AA and uh, Sorry. <laughs> I love it's okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, so I know he was going to different programs, and um, he he kept asking me when I uh, was getting out of being sectioned. I was talking to him and his girlfriend, and um, you know they were like, "Man, you should just get sober. You should just get sober." And uh, I left that place um getting section Maxine Brockton and Oh god help you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like oh. a a great, you know, great place. Let <laughs> me tell you. But, you know, it it did. It helped me a yeah. little bit. Nice. You know, it separated me um for a little while. But um unfortunately, I had uh been on Suboxone before that yeah. and um, I had like conned my way into telling these doctors to like get me back on it and mm -hmm. um, they did you know they, <laughs> of course they did, they did. you know absolutely why wouldn't they yeah so um, I get out and I, I relapse like right away and um, my my friend and his girlfriend started taking me back to the program and um, the programs, and um, he like showed me hope, you know, because yeah. like if I wasn't as bad as I was, and that was pretty bad, he was as as close as I was to being as bad, okay. you know. 
So I saw that as like every time I came to different programs, I would see people and like they they weren't getting high like me. They weren't drinking like me. I'm not taking advice from them. You know, they yeah. they didn't do it like the I judging did. thing. Right. Yeah. 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 I was judging. Right. And I yeah. don't even know these people, yeah. you know, at all. I don't know these That's people. That's the disease talking to you. You're right. <laughs> it was. Exactly. And I know this today. Yep. But, um, yeah, so they started bringing me around. And, um, you know, I, like, got hope. And, um, you know, some, some other, like, circumstances happened. A girlfriend left me. And, um... You know, I like, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Too bad, so yep. sad. Yep. Life's over. Yep. But, like, I, I, I wanted to stop, and, um, I had moved out of this place, and I was renting a room off of this couple, and they had just got, well, uh, one of them had just got indicted, the house was raided, and, um, <laughs> The house was raided, and uh, my mother let me back at her house. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, a week or two later, th my roommate had died in the house fire, you know? Mm -hmm. I came home from work, and uh, I tried to get in because I still had, like, stuff there, and the house was on fire. And he died in that house <clears throat> fire, and... Um, my parents went uh, on vacation like a little while after that, and I kept telling myself, "All right, when they uh, they told me like, oh, you can't stay here when <laughs> when we go on vacation, you can't stay here because yeah. things end up missing." And uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was like, "All right, I'm going to detox, and I am um, gonna get sober." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, I believe that because you've told us so many times before." Yeah. And um, they left on vacation. I went, um, you know, to my dealer's house. I picked, I picked up, and so I could, you know, be okay to go into detox. And um, I, I go to detox, and I forget that I have drugs in my bag, and they search <laughs> me, and they don't let me into the detox. Yeah. Um, I still had like a few hundred dollars, and uh, I had gotten robbed out of the detox mm -hmm. and uh, a police officer drove me home like from Danvis all the way to Haverhill and um, so he drove me home and he's talking to me the whole way and uh, at the time I like was it uh, a Danvis officer that drove you yeah, home? Yeah nice. it was and at the time I was like I couldn't wait to get out of the car yeah. you know I just really couldn't wait to get out of the car I didn't want to hear a word he had to say um, but when he dropped me off, I, like, snuck into my parents' house because I had nowhere else to go. And uh, I snuck into my parents' house, and um, I stayed there that night. And um, I, like, sat with myself for the first time in a long time. And, like, I prayed. And the only time that I had ever prayed was when I was in trouble, you know? <laughs> when I was in trouble, I'm praying. And... Um, <laughs> Please get me out of this. Yes. You know, please. I get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I prayed like I, I was defeated. I was I prayed. I called that friend and, um, you know, 
the the next day he brought me to a meeting it was late that night that i got home he brought me to a uh, meeting and i uh detoxed on my mother's couch after that and um i came back to the 12 step programs and i like took the suggestions Amen. you know i got involved Amen. Uh, i like you know helped others when they needed help Amen. and um you know i actually like what you said in a uh in that message is because i say this all the time every time i speak is that like i came in and i chased my recovery like i chased my drugs and alcohol Amen. and that's what i do today right. like you know i i'll be the first person to help anyone but like i don't do it in a selfish way like i i come to aa to work on myself <laughs> And, um, man, I just can't stop. It's okay. <laughs> we still love you. So, <laughs> I just broke, like, some conditions right now. Uh, but, yeah, so I, uh, I... I came, I got involved, I got active, and like, I did the next right thing, and I found a higher power, and Amen. I worked on myself, and like, he's kept me sober. Like, that's him, you know? I, I, I do work on myself, but I cannot stay sober without my higher power in my circle, you know? Yeah. Um, so, So yeah. you got a sponsor? I do, yes. Go to the steps? I I do yes. Life changing. Uh yeah. Right. I have what they call a spiritual experience. Well, I had a few of them. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it, it's like amazing. I never thought I could live like this. You know. Yeah. I had talked about doing so many things, like material type things. Like I don't have many. I do have. I have more than I used to. But I tell you what, like. I have never been this happy in my entire life. Amen. You know, Amen. I, I really, like, I have great friends. Amen. Um, real friends. Real friends. Right. Yeah. Because like, our drugging and alcohol friends, right, that we're using with, yeah. like, we think they're our friends. They right. got our back. No, they, they stab us in the back right. and yeah. take what's yeah. in our pocket yep. when you're overdosed, right? You're right. Yeah. How and many times have you overdosed? Honestly, I, I maybe... I don't know, maybe like 10 times. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Woken up with nothing. Right? Yeah. Narcans. Because those great friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take his watch. Hey, I like those sneakers. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And how sober and clean are you right now? Um, 100% sober and clean. How long? Um, May 20th, 2017, almost well, I can't really count ahead of time. But almost four years <laughs> Amen. coming up. Amen. Soon. And what's different about what you're doing now? Just that you actually work in the program. Program. That's laid out. The in front way of it's you. laid out. Amen. Yeah. Right. When we surrender and we try it the way that, like, it just simply says in different literature, <laughs> if you do this through this through this, like, yeah. you know, road to happy destiny. 
Yes. But when our will kicks in, I'm like, ah. Like, I know when I came in, I was doing everything, but I was doing um, one, two, three. I did the one, two, three waltz, yes. right? And then I was like, all right, I'll do one, 11, you know? And then, because I thought 11 said sought through prayer and medication, so I raised my hand and I asked for two yellows and a pink. And they're like, no, it's meditation, honey. It's meditation. And I was like, oh, bummer. But, like, I wasn't doing that fourth and fifth step that they talk about. Like, that's right. something that, no way, I'm taking this to my grave. Yeah. you know and uh life-changing yes. very life-changing so you're an absolute miracle yeah and i'm really happy to hear your story i'm glad that you're here with us this evening thank you and uh you know true power of example and after we hear sean i'm going to ask you guys some more questions because um especially you because you're getting clean and sober in a time where we're not in buildings right. and that's what yeah. blows my mind but before we do i just want to read you guys some things before i jump over to sean and if anyone wants to call in to these young men and say hi, you can call 978-659-0072. So we got a shout out to Dean. Right oh, she way. won't show on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phil Leahy, this is his favorite show. Well, I would hope so. It was yours until you gave it to me. <laughs> Katie Lever, I can never Leveria. pronounce. Yes. Hi, Katie. So happy to see time. you here and doing well, Sean. Thank you. Jess Connolly, want a butt, dude? Oh no, Jess, he's quitting. <laughs> Pat, Patty Chevronet, I call. I can identify. <laughs> um, hi, Sam. Oh, hi, Sam. I love Sam. Sam is just like such a cool individual. Um, who I hope to have on my show someday too. Um, let's see. Proud of you, Sean, from Casey Faith. Cassie. Oh, it's Cass my sister. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Ca you, Cassie. Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> and then we also have, oh, hi, Terry. Terry, I love you. Uh, Wet Wong is no joke, and that was um, from Beth Blazonis, and that's what we we're talking about in regards to the vaping. Hi, Jean <laughs> Jordan. Hi, Terry Romano. Kathy Rupke. Oh, my cousin Kathy. My cousin Kathy. Love you. He loves you. So happy and proud of you, Sean, and all of you. Keep up the amazing job. Fran Leahy, good luck. Four years, fantastic. Congrats. Keep it up. They are my guys up there. Good job, boys, from Jesse Connolly. Jesse. Do we have a call? Up, yes, Jesse? we do. We do. So you guys got to put your headsets on to see who's pranking us. Who's pranking? And who's Jesse? Right away. That's one of my best friends right there. Hey, Matt. Yep. Hi, this is Cole, Matt, Hello. and Sean. Hi. Hi. Who is this? Okay, you gotta you gotta mute your laptop because that's a big delay. <laughs> Do we know who it is? Yep. Uh, oh, I think we lost her. Who was it? That was Sean's mom, Faith. Oh, oh. <laughs> call back, mom. Oh, call back. <laughs> if you're gonna um, call, if you're gonna call, you gotta mute your laptop while you're online because it's a big delay. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So Betty Gonier saying my dudes, and we got Zach oh, Vwig saying love you guys. So Betty is actually Jimmy Gonier. Correct. Gonier. What's yeah, up, Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy, you're next. Love you. <laughs> 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 
Steve. I wish we had the t-shirts and right, man. Right, Steve and Smeared, and great to watch you guys from Florida. So oh, <clears> that being said, Sean's mom, if you're out there, please call us back, 978-659-0072. Got another phone call. We do? Yep. Oh, yes, put your heads on. All right. Hello. Go ahead, Go ahead Jack. Hello. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, it's uh, Zach. Oh, Zach, hey. you win. What are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I just want to say I'm watching you guys. I love you, Sean. Matt, it was good love to hear you. Yeah. And uh, Cole, thank you for everything. They're making me speak tomorrow in, in Portsmouth. I've been trying to get out of it all week, but I can't <laughs> think of an excuse, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, man. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll be on vacation, Zach, but yeah. everyone should go. Powerful <laughs> message. Great guy. And, Matt, I'm going to have you and uh, Lisa on the show someday, so get your butts ready. <laughs> of course, guys. All right, I love you. Love, love you, you, too. Tomorrow. God too, bless. Bro. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 He is an awesome individual awesome. that I am blessed to have met as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Sean. So. Oh, hold on. He's typing. Jimmy's writing M-E-H-H. That's been going around. Because you guys are The whole job site, everything. Yeah. So, isn't it fun to have sober fun? It is. Like, right? Like, we can laugh in sobriety. So. So, Mr. Sean, we got the call coming in, so I don't want to start you talking because we're going to interrupt you. Okay. We'll see who this is. Get your headset on. Oh, I on. think that's my mother. He said Faith. Did he? Yeah. Hello? Go ahead, Hello. Faith. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. Hey. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Faith? Good. <laughs> you going to come on the show, too, someday? You have to mute your um, laptop so we're all on the same. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hard time talking in front of people. (laughs) No worries, Mom. But I am proud of Sean and I'm proud of Matt. Yep. Thank you. There are a lot to be proud of, you know, and uh, Sean's just getting ready to tell his story and. And I'm blessed that um, I've been able to be on the path of his recovery with him. Um, so I'm really looking forward to hearing the whole thing. <laughs> All right, Faith, thanks for the yeah. phone call. Bye, Love Mom. You, Mom. Love you, Mom. <laughs> I trouble pulling that one off. <laughs> yes, I can he- echo it. Um, so, yeah, so, Sean... Yeah. You were introduced to me yeah. through the MB Methuen Police Department. Yeah. Whoa. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, but I need to thank them for tonight, especially Walter and Pat Fleming. Amen. You know, they uh, Amen. And you, Cole, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how I got back here. I um, Same thing, just kind of very similar, like, match story. Like, I... You know, I got a great family. My mom calling in. Yep. My parents gave me everything I ever needed in my life. I got yep. two great sisters that I love dearly. And just, you know, my cousins. We have yep. a we have a huge family. And a beautiful nephew. Hello. A beautiful nephew, baby Cade. Yep. You know, yep. we have another call? Yeah. Oh, throw your headsets right. on. If it's Jimmy, I'm gonna laugh. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Man. Man. <laughs> 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 
Does, so does this look scary? Are you going to do this someday with me? Of, uh, <clears throat> a power of example, for mm-hmm. sure. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just kind of met Matt recently, and this guy's killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those dudes that are walking his talk. And, Sean, man, I am so proud of you, dude. I don't Words can't even describe it to see you up there. Mm-hmm. And nice. I know we haven't heard you speak yet, but I am freaking... I'm getting ready to hold on to my seat for this one, dude. And uh, love you guys. Love you, Jimmy. I'm gonna have you up here next. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Man. That's it, brother. Thanks for calling. Man. Um. So yeah, I've known Jimmy for a long time. So I just love how we're all like connected. Yeah. Well, first of all, your your uncle Kyle, uncle. Yeah. I love with all my heart. Yeah. Amazing human being. Um, I was blessed to see him maybe around seven years ago when I was working at Hampstead Hospital, oh, yeah. and um, and he put me in a garbage can and chose to run around <laughs> um, <laughs> like the yeah. parking lot and. I'm horrified because the pre- the CEO's office looks over the parking lot. He's running me through, <laughs> and we were just laughing so hard because he was there. He was painting. He ended up yeah. painting the hospital the hospital for us, and uh, he's just always someone who was near and dear to my heart. And yeah. um, and the also fact sober. that yeah also yeah sober. and um, and occasionally I see him with David Trask. Um, they do a lot oh, of skiing, yeah. so anytime or boarding, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's just someone who I, I've always loved um, as an individual, and, uh, and and then all of a sudden I get you, and I'm like, I feel like I'm reliving um, being around Kyle, you know, because yeah. you guys sound alike. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know where your height came from. Um, I beat him out with the height. Yeah, uh, you absolutely did. Really, Dad's oh, yeah. tall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it, just meeting you and being on this journey with you has been absolutely amazing. I remember when you were three months clean and I really had a conversation with you and I said, Sean, what you've accomplished in three months, people take years to accomplish because you went from a job to becoming a foreman to everything. And you, you just blow my mind. And you too chase recovery like the way that you were chasing mm. your drinks and your drugs and the women. So absolutely. let's hear your story, brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely chases you know my recovery today because, you know, like I said, it was just it, my life was a mess. Sometimes it's still like my life's still coming to me because I don't remember. Uh, you know, it's sad to say I don't yeah. remember most of my twenties. Yeah, and uh, you know there was glimpses of sobriety in my early twenties. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like mad, I'd be going to programs, get people off my back. <clears throat> you know, using for me. Started somewhere, you know, maybe around like 14, 15, same thing. Weed, cigarettes, and, you know, after weed and cigarettes, everything else sounded good, and I just kept going, and, uh, you know, and I wasn't raised that way. Uh, I do, you know, I have family members that have died from this disease, uh, and, you know, family members that are active, friends that are active, you know, this thing, you know, I'm sure everyone out there knows someone Oh, that's yeah. affected yeah. by this, you know, oh, yeah. and that's why it's... If like, there's five houses on one street, three people, three houses have been infected yeah. by, yeah. impacted by addiction. Yeah, it's a serious thing. And you said, especially with the COVID thing going on right now, you know, it's... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough times, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what we tend to do is just, like, drown out. And that's what I did my whole life. Like, I mean, like I said, I had a great life. And I was mm-hmm. actually known as, like, Smiley and all these other things. I had a lot of friends, you know. Yeah. 
A lot of still good do. Friends. Still do. Still mm-hmm. do. You know, yeah, it was great to see you. Katie, you know, yeah. Katie Laveria. Um, I've known her most of my life, you know, and she's definitely seen, you know, what some of the substances have done to me. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I think I was always hiding something. Um, I always felt alone. Like I was always surrounded by a bunch of people, always felt alone. Um, I didn't really always believe like I was fake, but like inside, I kind of always was just like, yeah, I felt like I never fit in. But then it's like surround, I look at it, it's like, you know, it's like I was surrounded by love all the time, but I just didn't know how to receive it. I didn't know how to take it. And um, yeah, so anyways, it was like, you know, hard hard drugs came into my life. And um, I how did remember, that get? How did you just go from smoking pot, drinking to boom, hard drugs? How does that know, get introduced was, to you? Yeah, there it was knocks things. on your door and says hi. I'm no, here. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, to be honest, it was going into high school, wanting. You know, I was always known as a good kid. I wanted to rebel. I wanted to. It wasn't like I just did it. Like yeah. part of me wanted to, and then. As soon as that want turned into like the action of doing it, it felt good, you know. Yeah. How did it, your dad not kick the shit out of you? I'm I'm surprised. My dad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my dad. Um, did they know that what you were into? You know, they always. My parents and my parents are not naive at all. Um, you know, maybe they didn't want to believe it. Most parents don't. You yeah. know, um, I remember there was. The time, you know, after time went on, it was very obvious what I was doing. My parents never agreed with it, you know. They they raised us different. Um, and, and they, you know, and it's crazy because I, I could tell that they just did work on themselves to deal with me, you know yeah. what I mean? And that was kind of like... Most parents do the best with yeah. what they know how. Like, yeah. whoever thinks, oh, my, our child's going to be an alcoholic or right. an addict. And, and watch them suffer and yeah. i don't have kids but i've seen parents like that's the hardest thing is to watch your child suffer yeah you know not and not get it even be and there. why not, yeah yeah like yeah. why are you doing this you know Absolutely. some of them think you can stop because yeah. they don't get it you know and that's why they come to circle of hope on monday nights with phil and fran Leahy because they get educated <laughs> on it you know for sure absolutely Absolutely. That's a, you know, education is everything for this. It's like anything else in life. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. But uh, that was me. I had no idea. (laughs) So treatment centers, any? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many. Really? Um, You know, detoxes at the beginning was detoxes. It became like every couple weeks. Um, You know, I would run out of money. Like Matt said, kind of like run out of the hustle because there was none anyways. Yeah. yeah, and I would jump into a detox, and then I remember, like, especially the first detox ever, I remember my father bringing me there, and, you know, it was easier back then. Um, not easier, but, like, I it wasn't so, I was younger, I'd be sick for a few days, mm. and then everything felt great, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, like, that part I didn't get. I'd feel great, and then just be like, um, yeah, I'm never going to use again. Why yeah. would I do that? I mm-hmm. want to go back to like just drinking, right. partying with my friends. Yes. And I'd walk out of there and I would just be like, back to the same thing and be like, what happened? Yeah. You know, what happened? <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just, you know, I was introduced to programs and stuff, but I didn't want to do it that way. That way it took work. Um, yeah. And, you know, and after so many detoxes, then I went to like my first rehab and I was introduced to a program from, I'm not slipping. but there was um a counselor at this rehab and you know we did not 
I always say we did not get along. Like, I just didn't like him. He mm. had no problem with me, you yeah. know? But he called me out on my bullshit. He called me out on that <laughs> smile. I'm in, you know, a program, and he wasn't actually my counselor. He was, like, the group counselor. So I had him in just in the morning, and, then, you know, he, he does this check, and he's like, How, how's your day going, you know? And I'm like, I'm sitting <laughs> at this beautiful place, clueless to the world um you know there's girls running around and stuff of I'm course like, you know 20 <laughs> and i'm like man this is great and uh i was like life's good and he's like you're full of shit he's like red flag every time you speak and i was like man and i flipped out i flipped out because he embarrassed you in front of the girls <laughs> yeah yeah he embarrassed me in front of every everyone mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like i hate to yeah you know i could act any way i wanted but it was I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Yep. But I was introduced to a program, and um, and I took suggestions for the first time. But again, it wasn't really just for me. It was, you know, for my parents, for probably some girl, probably for my sisters, probably because I'm sick. You know, there was always a small glimpse of me that, like, part of me that was like, you know, I don't want to be doing it. Like I said, coming out of that first detox, like I don't yeah. want to be doing this. I just want to do this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But there was a time when I passed that where it was like I was using. They the call it buffet style recovery. Yeah. I'll do a little yeah. bit of this. I won't do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Never works. No. Yeah. Well, for me at least, you know, <laughs> it never worked. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I was introduced. Like I said, never did it for me. I would get a, you know, I never got a year. I, um, I'd get like 10 months and it would be like, you know, that is an awesome milestone, but it was like, yeah. I would look at it as like the goal. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, see, I did this. Yeah. I did this, right? I like stop. I did this, like there was yeah. no, you know, I yeah. really didn't have anything to do with it, you yeah. know? And uh, I could stop, yeah. And I would, and I'd go out and then I'd go back. And at first it was like the time went more. It was like four months, eight months. And then it was just this hit where it was just like, all right, this is not working for me. Yeah. It was just because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't taking any action. I was in sober living, um, you know. Is this out in California? This was actually in Portland, Maine. Okay. Yeah. So I've been in and out of a lot of sober houses too. And uh, this was like all throughout my early 20s. It was just like. I get out of one sober house. Someone would take me back, go to the, go to this <laughs> detox. So that's why I have no idea how many programs I've been to. It's sad to say. And uh, but every time, you know, you do learn something. But eventually, this part came where it was like I gave up, and um, yeah, I did it my way. So mm -hmm. three years, I wanted to just drink, you know, just drink. Yeah, that's it. And those three years, I'd be doing things in between. But like, I don't need. I, I just, I didn't even realize I was still doing all the drugs on top of the just drinking, you yeah. know. But my life looked good, the material things. Right, right. Um, you know, I was about to get married. Uh, I had my own place, had a new truck, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and yeah, and it was just one little bad thing happens, and it was just, it turned into this, like, you know, yeah. downward spiral real fast, yeah. really fast. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it, I was, like, living out of my truck, um, I had been sectioned within like three months. I was sectioned, living out of my truck. I was in the hospital for a while. I had a drug-induced heart attack, um, pneumonia. Like, I was just a mess. And I remember saying to, like, this kid, like, yeah, like, watch me throw it all away. Like, I knew I was going to. So, yeah. uh, no self-love, you know. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so after those three years of, like, that stint where everything looked good, 
you know, here I am. And you did hear him, folks, you did hear him say you had a heart attack. Yeah, I had a heart attack. At what age? 28. 28 years old. 28 years old. From drugs and alcohol. From drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and that didn't wake you up? No. No, no? it didn't. That, I got sectioned after that because, thank God for my sisters, I was pissed. Yeah. pissed. <laughs> and, People are usually pissed when we yeah. section them. And oh, yeah. then some come back and say thank you. And right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I thanked them like <laughs> the first phone call. I think I thanked them because yeah. I knew they Amen. were doing right for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I ended up going out to California. I had been, so through this stint of, like, um, rehabs and stuff, California was one of the places I've been twice. And then my buddy still lives out there, and he was like, why don't you come out here? He knew I was not doing well. Yeah. So I picked up and I left. <clears throat> I was with my ex-fiance at the time. We both drove out there. Yeah. Same thing. Like, I want to do it my way, buffet style. Yeah. That lasted a year, you know, and um, it got even worse. And then mm. since I brought myself, like they say, you know, you bring yourself Wherever with you. Wherever you go, you go. bring yourself yeah, with you. Yeah, yep, I was right sure. there in California doing well. the same thing. Yeah. So. And then I decided, you know, come back here to Methuen because that wasn't working. So yeah. I came back and I just came into like back into my family's life and back into my ex's life because yeah. we had gotten back together. And I just ran right like I, I ran a mess through their life. Like I came yeah. back here just completely selfish mm. and right, you know, didn't wreck their lives. But, yeah, I caused a lot of harm in their lives that's know? what the disease does <laughs> so i always talk yeah. to families and i'm like separate the person from the disease like sean you're a good person like you, you that wasn't your intent but under the influence right. of alcohol and drugs get the hell out of our way or you're going down yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the only thing that matters yeah know? yes yeah. only thing that matters in that time mm -hmm. yeah. and i had to be physically taken away from it um that's how I got introduced to you, Cole. Is Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get a call. You yeah. got to get to the courthouse. You got to meet with this kid. You call. Uh, the, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I go in. Are you going to tell the truth about this story? Which one? Let's you had to make it. an amends to me. Let's hear it. Do I owe you an amends? No, you I made an amends to me. Oh, All right. nice. Yeah, because we went to court. Yeah. Oh, so. Hey. Yeah. You know, I definitely owe Cole and amends. You made I, it. You told yeah. me because you got tr you came truthful, and yeah, that's what recovery is all yeah, about. Absolutely. So I am there um, with, as uh, Methuen Police Department representative okay. with him, uh, making sure that he does not go to jail. <laughs> yeah. And it goes to our favor, but he's sweating profusely. Oh my God! They did. <laughs> They're all they, laughing. I mean, like, like, was it rain he, outside? It's beautiful. Yeah, out. it's uh, he's soaking wet, and I'm yeah. like. Is he high? Nah, he wouldn't be high. You told me he's clean, right? right? Mm -hmm. yeah. He's in court. He's yeah. in court. He's doing great, and he gets out. And he's like, this is so great. I can't wait to go to a meeting. And what'd you do? I got high. He got high. Yeah, yeah I got high. As soon as he walked he out of there. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, he didn't tell me right away. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, fear. Yeah. Yeah, fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got high. That was, that was, that was like the turnaround. Because literally, I looked at it like, that was the first time ever I was like, man, I remember I turned, I don't even remember my 30th mm -hmm. birthday party, so I'm 30 now. Yeah. And I was like, so I got high, not in the same way I usually do. Because, you know, I can give you a million different reasons. and None of them, you know, there's no good excuse for it. Yeah. But I was like, man, I'm 30 years old. This is not what I want in my life. And I heard Amen. someone say it the other night, too, yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is not what I wanted my life to be like. Yeah. Part of me wanted to, you know... Part of me didn't want to like exist anymore. I was praying every day. I'd kind of just like not wake up. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
through people, I ended up, you know, reaching out to Keith Burden. All right, Keith. Keith. Woo-hoo! my speaker too oh that's, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. i love hearing keith me too. You know, big powerful example of my life but yeah keith you know pointed me in a direction of someone and that person pointed me in a direction of meeting i was going to bring that to the grave i was like yeah. i am not going to tell anyone that i got high yeah. you know and i went out to a meeting and it was round robin and it was just like yeah. this is what happened and yeah. that started my journey that amen. honestly i got chills thinking about it it was like amen and i took guys gave me their numbers First time in my life, yeah. like, I wanted to change, yeah. you know, because I never did. Yeah. I never did. And um, I don't know. I met great people in my life. Yeah. Um, all the guys like that have kind of been shutting out. Matt right here, you know, um, same thing. It was just like, I'm blessed to have the people in my life. You, Cole, like, yeah. you know, and I used to I used to say this stuff to just be like, yeah, I'm grateful, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm truly grateful, you know. Yeah, and I, I notice the things that are in life today and... And how many months do you have now? So I'm coming up on eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Right? Yeah. Eight yeah. months a day at a time, day right? A time. And you can do it. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, when I saw you chasing, I mean, well, first of all, you're <clears throat> among a lot of people like yourself. All of a sudden, you, it's time to get clean and sober. And we're in a pandemic and we don't have meetings. Yeah. And what fascinates me the most about you is that you don't use social media. Yeah, I had to get rid of social media. Yeah, like yeah. you are not a social media guy. I wasn't sure. I thought you were yeah. not so um, as well. But it fascinates me because now you needed, you needed <laughs> Zoom. You needed to find a way to stay clean and sober. So how did you navigate through your recovery with all of a sudden, we don't have meetings. Yeah, so meetings. I found meetings. But I, I didn't find meetings. Yeah. I, people reached out to me, Yeah, and they knew that I needed a lot of help. And and these people were just like, is it me in there? I was driving to the seacoast every day for a meeting. Amen. Every day. We were at Dougie's. Underground, right? (laughs) Underground, the police would drive by. Everyone duck. You're not supposed to have more than 20. We have 150 people jammed in there. But that saved people's lives. When I think of what that man selfishly did for us by opening up that facility and letting us go in there 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and the newcomer having a place. Because when I think about 19 87 when I got sober. Were you guys born yet? No. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it was meeting seven days a week. There was one at 7, 10, 12, 3, 5, and here we are in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. Yeah. which is causing isolation and addiction is the disease of isolation and now right. oh my god i can't go to a meeting yeah you know so uh, doug if you're listening man thank you thank you for yeah, thank for you what doug. you did yeah. he saved so many lives by doing that yeah. and uh yeah. and it gave you the opportunity to continue to go yeah absolutely um, you know, and, and meet that. great people yeah. you know absolutely and that was the thing stay in contact like i yeah. re- highly recommend staying in contact with people yeah. i stayed in contact with you every day yeah at the beginning you know and also a few other people yeah. bernie i know i think bernie might be listening bernie yeah. well power. you had to stay in contact with me or walter was yeah you were coming over. yeah yeah you were coming <laughs> me and walter were coming over <laughs> what are you doing now right? and then my next favorite story is having to go to court yeah and what did you do with the motorcycle Oh, 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 wow. yeah, so, oh, I'm a little scared. Yeah, so, you <laughs> right? know, yeah. they, um, they I had to go to court. Yeah. yeah. 
Honestly, I was trying to change, so, you know, due to quiet, I have this breathalyzer machine I blow in, drug testing, whatever. And then, speaking of that, I remember when they told me that in court and yeah. the meetings, I'm like, how am I going to do all this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, thinking it was the end of the world. But, but anyway. you slept through your alarm, yeah. didn't make the time slept that you were supposed to alarm. go. And didn't miss the breathalyzer, but, you know. Not on time. Not on time. Yeah. And, um. And they call you in. They called me into court. I but before nervous. they I call you to court, he's calling right. me like a 12-year-old little boy who lost candy. Do you think I'm going to be in trouble? I'm like, just go. And what did you do? So I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I went home. So Jimmy was in my driveway. Yeah. And, yeah, I, uh, I got on the motorcycle because... You needed some, some energy. therapy. Yeah. And I dumped it. <laughs> Hot. Broke my ankle. Yep. Steel plate. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah, I banged myself up pretty good. And then mm -hmm. Cole's like, you know, that was too funny. That you're like, I was, I, she was vouching with the, and yeah, yeah. And I was ready to, I'm like, did you really use? And like, this is what we're doing. And right. I even grabbed Jimmy. I'm like, get honest with me. I even called <laughs> Anne Marie. Yeah. You know, does he seem weird? Because I, like, I, I'm standing there, standing up and vouching for this right. man every time. And, uh, well, we yeah. still do stupid things completely <laughs> sober, you know? Yeah, you know? yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But thank God for that, because I was on crutches, everything. Right. And, like, yeah. Jimmy and Zach, first day... Like, well, it was your hospital. dad who did the intervention who said um, he needs a hospital because I think there was a bone coming out of oh, his Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no you were just going to go. Yeah. Jimmy wanted well, Jimmy you to go. Jimmy was trying to drag me to court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, yeah, man, I'll go. And then, like, I remember my mom, she, like, pulls up and she's just like, hey, you're home from work early. I'm like, yeah, so I got to go to court and <laughs> I just crashed my bike and I'm sitting down and Jimmy's like, yo, your face is turning white. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. And then, like, I, I almost went out. My ankle was like. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Mm -hmm. you, but oh. here but I you am, met but a lot of cute me. nurses. Yeah, I remember. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> so, the past eight months, I remember again the first th your first three months of yeah. how much you had accomplished, which nice. I was just blown away. Um, and I kept on saying, Sean, people don't accomplish what you did in six months, in six years, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was, that's what I would tell the judge, like, please look at what you have accomplished in regards to um, the things that you were doing and how you really turned around your life. And I'm really impressed with where you're at and where you continue to go. So Thanks. what was different this time for you was getting a sponsor. Yeah, I, got I a also know that you made a relationship with um, God. Absolutely. You started to First go to church, yeah. and you started to do some more serious work, which you're still doing. Yeah, I'm in the middle, know? right in my fourth step. You know? So, if there's anyone listening tonight, and, and, and they're struggling, like with addiction or yeah. with trying to do, even if they're clean and sober, and they're struggling with doing some work, what would be some advice you'd give these folks? I would say you have to ask for help. Okay. Absolutely. You and who do they ask? Ghostbusters? Do they go? To, how do they ask for help? Find a really? program. You, could, you, you can call me, 603-205-4752. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. My phone rings you every single day. You can go to day. police stations, yep. even yep. though you might not want to. Yeah. You can go to police stations, yep. fire stations, yep. and um, libraries. Yep. You could check central service websites. Yep. Uh, district websites, area yep. websites. Yep. Um, there's plenty of people out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and all, yeah, all the major city 
city um, buildings have a list yeah. of um, people's contact yeah. information, and I'm one of them. So nice. Yeah. And you can always reach me at MVP ASAP. Um, again, 603-205-4752. Sean, stay focused and with good people, you will make it. Cole is one of them and she is the real deal. And um, yeah. do we have a phone call? Yes. Oh, headsets. All right, headsets. What do we, who do we have this time? This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Keep it in. Hi, Cole. How are Hi, you? Hi, I look forward to having you can on you the me? show. Yes, we can. Cole? Yes. I'm here. Can you hear us? Keith. There we are. Yeah, you gotta sh mute your laptop so you can hear us. Yep, I got it muted. So, guys, great show tonight. Um, I, I, I see these guys around, they're, do, they're doing the deal. But you know, the one thing I just did want to say, Cole, is when you speak of. Um, Sean getting so much in, in three months. The, the, the thing we need to do is to emphasize on the things that he got were the things on the inside. Yeah. It wasn't cars and money and woman. Yeah. It was he was getting that um, spiritual connection. Yeah. And he was working on his character defense. Yeah. And he was hanging out with some good guys. And no matter how much that he, how many um, hours he worked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or that he got to meetings. Yep. Absolutely. I, you know, I see so many young people saying, oh, man, I'm not getting a house. I don't have this. I don't have that. And they think they're getting robbed. But that right. is really nothing to do with what is it, the inside stuff. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. fact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be part of my reference as well, was the internal work that he had done in three months and how fast and far he had come as well as his show. Yes. Great show tonight, guys. Thank you so much. We look forward to having you on the show, Keith. We love you. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Bye, Johnny. Bye, Keith. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. So, if anyone's out there tonight and you're listening to the show, you know, feel free to, to reach out, 603-205-4752. You can always find me on Facebook. Um, there isn't many people that don't know how to get in touch with me. I continue to put people in treatment um, every single day or at least a few during the week. Um, so it's just something that's awesome. that that's my passion. And I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to being here with me tonight, sharing your experience, strength, and hope with this audience. And uh, you know, we hope to see you guys in two weeks. And Thanks, until then, cool. stay clean and sober. Good night. And God bless. Yes. Good night, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>